0: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and hope you guys are continuing to keep fighting for the truth as we are over here. I had one of our good friends, Roger, stop by the office yesterday, and he's grabbed some supplements, and me and him were talking back and forth about just different current events that are going on and you know one thing he said he goes it's very strange because he works out a lot still great shape phenomenal shape and he works out over in Lakeland at a public gym over there and he said what's crazy about it is he said now there's a huge handful of people coming back in the gym now and they're all wearing masks while they work out and why they do cardio and why they train because apparently everybody is terrified of Omicron (laughs) I started laughing he goes you can't make it up can't make it up at all. He's a complete and total ridiculous lunatic nightmare. And what's interesting about it is all the reports that have been coming out now have been showing very clearly that this alleged new mutation, new variant, is literally two thirds less likely to even hospitalize you. And the vast majority of people are getting it, have 80 fewer hospitalizations, the areas that have now gotten it. And this is simply something that people's natural immune system should have no problem fighting off if you have the right nutrients and supplements. And that's why we've encouraged so many people to stay stacked up on the vitamin C, D3, and zinc. And we're seeing now that it's no more an issue as much, in my opinion, of a viral infection as it now, is simply a brain infection. And I don't mean from the virus. I mean from the lies and propaganda. And we're seeing more and more and more now that certain people will not be awakened. They do not want to be red-pilled. They do not want to see the truth. And they will fight every single inch of the way to make sure they can maintain their delusional fantasy that they have now been wrapped up in. I said this before and I mean this very sincerely and it's not derogatory. A lot of people now have this entitled sense of purpose that they now are doing this social justice work and this basically this, you know, virtue signaling now as they go out in public and demand that people wear masks. I saw a video just earlier and it was with this one female, Patricia, who's actually a former Playboy model ironically, on a Delta flight. And she basically is sitting by this older gentleman who's actually 80 years old from Tampa to Atlanta. This is right out of Florida. And it was on December 23rd. And apparently he wouldn't pull his mask up while he was eating. And she just had a conniption fit, basically said that he had to put his mask up and that he had to do this. And he said, no, not doing anything. She was sitting across the aisle from him. And she basically pitched a fit with the flight attendant. And said, "You have to move me. You have to move me somewhere." I feel like I'm Rosa Parks. I'm so I'm so tormented right now because this man won't pull up his mask while he eats, and the 80 year old man basically started heckling her. He said, "Dude, shut up, Karen. Just go go away. Like I don't care if you're sitting across from me. Mind your own business. Like, I'm not talking to you." And she comes uncorked, court, ends up hitting him ends up scratching his face, claws him like, like a wild animal. Like I mean, we're talking like hyena status, clawing at somebody's face while they're sitting there, and then spits on him. I mean, complete and total lunatic individual. She finally has to be hauled off by like three individuals. She had multiple, multiple charges now. She's just released on a $20,000 bond, basically was you know told you're no longer allowed to fly on any public transit and uh you essentially now have multiple charges now. You need to get an attorney. These are serious charges. One of them is it's a felony. And so it's because I was over 80 years old. A lot of people don't realize that. I learned that a long time ago. If you get in an altercation with somebody and they're over the age of 65 in the state of Florida, that is battery on an elderly. And that's a felony charge if you end up hitting somebody and it's not provoked in the state of Florida. A lot of people don't realize that. So be very careful if you have somebody that simply just Old and doesn't care about your feelings anymore and doesn't play your little virtue signaling game, and they basically give you a hard time, don't be walking up and hitting people, especially when they're <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> I mean, it's just not something you need to be doing with any age. But remember, the state of Florida, it's a felony when you do that. So just thought I was interested. I saw the video. I know you did too, Dad. And I just thought it was ironic, funny but not funny, almost troubling but disturbing, and all these different sorts of emotions it evoked. The fact that we have people in this level of a delusional fantasy that they're willing to actually put their hands on elderly individuals and spit on them because they simply won't pull up their mask while they eat on a plane, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I know you saw the video, too, Dan. I mean, is this something that, I mean, you think we're going to start seeing more and more of? I mean, it apparently it's become well, a normal trend. <laughs> well, you remember
1: years ago. About five, four or five years ago, I was in Greece, and I was getting off the, the airplane. We had come back from Santorini or Mykonos, I can't remember, back to Athens to catch another flight back out. And I had a girl. This is right when Trump had won the election. He had not taken office yet, and she was absolutely incensed that he had won. It was a cheerleader. I think she, I think she was from Clemson. And, you know, she started, you know, for some reason I was talking to her mother about this. We were getting off the tram and her mother basically was you could tell was apologetic for the daughter. And the daughter just went nuts, nuts and started screaming at me and telling me that Trump was a fascist. And I asked her, I said, well, you know, why is Trump a fascist? And then she went even nut- nuttier. And I tell you, she was within a gnat's breath of assaulting me. Now, I would have been, what, 61, 62 years old at that point. So I was shocked. I mean, she went absolutely ape poop on me and just said, you know, I just started screaming, and I thought, wow. And then, of course, we've told the story many times of the crazy girl at Epcot who basically, you know, was all but assaulting us, and ended up calling the police on us, and all the other crazy stuff that happened. Who went nuts because we were laughing on a ride. Now we weren't using bad language, and we weren't even laughing loudly. We were just talking and laughing on a doggone ride called Soarin' at Epcot, in which you're like hang-, hang gliding over places. And this girl just decided we were going to be extracted and thrown from the park, and just went nuts. I told you guys the story before. In fact, the Orlando police finally got dispatched. And I finally, and she was lying about everything. And finally, I said, "Look, girl, I, said, I told this cop. I said, we've got videotapes here. Well, oh, we do. We don't videotape at Epcot. I'm like, whatever, man. Stop lying about that. I said, well, everybody's got videotapes everywhere at Disney. And I said, just you know, we're going to subpoena these records, and you're going to see that we're telling the truth that she's lying. You need to tell her that, or she's going to be. I'm going to file charges on her for abuse of process. It's a civil suit. I said, I'll drag everybody back down here." Certain ladies, and, and let's, 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 let's talk about this story real quick. This is ex Playboy model and Baywatch, you know, person who was actually on this episode of Baywatch. Karen now faces an assault charge in a spat with a man, with an old 80 year old man on a Delta flight, you know. And this, by the way, if you watch this, this has got some really, really bad language in it. It really does. Now, this is a she was a 51 year old ex Raiders cheerleader, Playboy model and Baywatch actress turned jet-setting realtor is now facing federal assault charges after allegedly hitting an 80-year-old man on an hour-long flight from Tampa to Atlanta on December 31st. Path Patricia Cornwall, also known as Patty Breton, appears in a viral video arguing with a man identified by federal authorities only by the initials of RSM because he is the victim. She goes, put on your effing mask. You know, both of them have their masks pulled down. In other words, you know he's trying to eat. He says I can't do that with my mask off. He replies before asking her, "Do you want me to pour this over your head?" <laughs> so in other words, she starts on him. He gives it right back to her. Now <laughs> let, let, let me explain this to you. Old people, okay, those of us over the age of sixty, we've had enough of all of this crap. Eighty-year-olds have really had enough. They still have mental acuity, especially when you live in the state of Florida and you have freedom you really do and so you, you kind of get to a point where you don't want to play this game anymore if he was eating food she can't say anything to him she can't do it okay and you know, you know here's the thing too florida rest showed this cornwall had already been arrested last month listen to this. this is how her life is going on misdemeanor dui charges in walton county released on a thousand dollar bail i mean in other words she's a, she's a boozer too so she was probably drunk on the plane she pleaded not guilty in that case which is still pending In the terms of the release of the federal case, ban her from consuming any alcohol and bar her from interstate travel via common carrier. With one exception, she's allowed to fly home to Los Angeles as long as she takes her medication beforehand. So This lady's basically on meds. You know, she was basically uh, she appeared on one episode of Baywatch and one episode of Married with Children, both in 96. It also credits her with listen to this. This is this is going to blow your mind, guys. It also credits her with two Playboy appearances the following year, including one titled Women Behaving Badly. <laughs> you can't even make this up. And, uh, you know, in, in a 1992 Lime Rock trading card featuring the former Raiderette cheerleader, Patty Bretton, shows the same birthday in the state of Arizona. And she goes on to say, I was the fastest female runner on our high school track team, the caption reads. It was great to channel that energy and the leading cheers in our many fans at the Coliseum. Now, this is an article from Fox News, and I have to sit here and laugh. Now, I'm going to say some things that are going to be offensive to some people right now, and I don't really care at this point in my life at all about this. There are certain guys out there that are just big mouths. And they want to start fights, and they want to go to places and get drunk, and they just want to be completely and totally obnoxious, and they're really rude, and they just do all kinds of stupid stuff and stupid behavior. There are also certain women out there that do the exact same thing. When we owned that bar, when I was a kid, that German beer tavern, I remember one time we had a a friend of mine who was in there. His name was Vernon, and he was he was a pool player. He was a real nice guy. Worked for the railroad. Really nice guy. And all of a sudden, his sister-in-law walks up to him one day. Her name was Nell. They're all dead now, so I, can, I won't use their last names. And she was mad at Vernon, and he she just starts beating him. I mean, Nell was a real weirdo. She just starts – she gets both her fists and starts punching him in the head. He puts his head down on the bar, covers up his head, and she literally hit him 50 times. Over and over. Finally, we all told her, Nell, just stop. okay? But Vernon never did anything. He just sat there and basically was docile while she beat on him. Now, you know, that was the way it was back in the 60s. And so men basically at that point didn't hit women, period. But the problem is with women's liberation now, a lot of women are taking martial arts. A lot of women are taking, you know – your self-defense courses, and I don't have a bit of problem with that. I don't. I think it's a great idea for women to go out and learn how to defend themselves so they can't be victimized. I have no problem with that. I think it's great that guys do it too. And I think that children should be also involved in most basically martial arts training and also in weapons training. I really believe that because here's what I've learned: if you're in the gym and you're working out, you know you learn that there's a certain people that if you get into a fight with them, you're going to have a problem also. In other words, everybody's going to get hurt. You know, when somebody's benching 400 pounds. And they grab you, there's a high probability you're not going to get loose. If if somebody's walking around with 18 and a half inch arms and they're curling, you know, 150 pounds, there's just high probability if they grab you, you're not going to get loose. And so guys learn this at a very, very young age that when you provoke a response from another alpha male and you get into a fight, somebody's going to hit you in the face. That's what happens. Now, what ends up happening a lot of times is that, you know, guys don't get into fights anymore because of all the quote unquote safe spaces they've got to go to in you know elementary school and junior high school is so they don't learn there's certain types of behavioral patterns that are not acceptable okay when we were kids we learned very quickly if you've had another kid in the classroom with you and he'd failed two or three years which you run into that all the time and you basically got them mad at you and they were a foot taller than you you probably gonna get slapped upside of the head so you learn very quickly that if you were going to do that you better have some ability to back up what you're talking about. Otherwise, you're going to get into a fight. But that's the way it was back in the 50s and the 60s. It's not like that anymore. So what ends up happening is you get a whole bunch of these women and men who decide they're going to run their mouth or they're going to show their butts in public and that they expect everybody else to tolerate it. A couple of years ago, I was at a Florida State football game. I should even admit this about myself. And, uh, you know, and I was there at the game. And there was a black guy and a white guy. They came up. They were friends. They were both drunk. One of them was a Miami fan. One of them was a Florida State fan. And they sat down beside us about four chairs down. And they just started just, just, I mean, the language was unbelievably filthy. I mean, just everything. And finally, I had enough. And I stood up to say something to both of them. Here I am, like 63 years old. I mean, I'm 62 years old. And I stand up, and Sharon grabs me and pulls me down. She says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to stop this. This is stupid. I'm not going to listen to this whole game. You're here. You're my wife, and you're a lady. And Sharon said something very unique to me that she had never said to me before. And she was right. She said, Ted, there's two of them. There's one of you. They're 20 years younger than you, both of them. And we're at a secular football game, and these guys are just talking like a lot of other people are here, and they're drunk. If you don't want to have to deal with this when you come to a football game, We don't need to go to football games anymore. And I looked at her I said, you're right. So I sat back down. But here's the problem. They're not at a football game. They're on a plane. And everybody's buying a ticket. You're not supposed to have some Jezebel witch screaming and yelling and hitting and spitting on you because she's trying to virtue signal or because she's trying to perhaps... Get a whole bunch of TikTok views. I mean, all these people are videotaping her from all these different angles. It all gets posted. Now she'll end up with millions and millions of views with her name. Former ex-Playboy model in Baywatch, Karen, faces assault charges and spat with old man on a Delta flight. Bleed story on Fox News. And they give her name in there. How's that going to help her real estate business? It's probably going to help her real estate a lot as far as all the other big mouth women who want to basically do business with her. And all the passive men who think that she really stood her ground with this old guy who were all virtue signaling by wearing their masks and making sure they get injected with every kill shot that comes down the street. I guess I don't know. Was this a staged thing? This woman went completely and totally berserk. Now, that girl on the airplane, that wasn't staged with me coming out of Greece. And that basically foul mouthed girl at Epcot, that wasn't staged. So, yes, we have certain amount of women out there that have never been hit in the face. They've never gotten into a fight with an alpha male. They can go ahead and beat up their husbands and beat up their boyfriends, and the same thing goes for men. They beat up their wives and beat up their girlfriends, these people that are sick that aren't walking with Jesus Christ and who don't understand what the world really is, and they like to pick on other people, and they're bullies. But they've never been hit in the face when they were 10 years old in the classroom or hit in the face and had a big fight. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, my buddy Brad had a son and he, and he basically got was getting picked on. And some guy was running his mouth, you know, in a classroom. And suddenly Brad's kid just picks this kid up and slams him to the ground. He can do a giant fight. Desks are flying. Fists are flying. Well, I guarantee you one thing. Nobody ever messed with Brad's kid again. He said, well, that you saying that should happen. No, I'm not saying that should happen. What I'm saying is that nobody needs to be a victim and nobody needs to get picked on. And I thought this 80 year old guy showed a tremendous amount of strength, not cold cocking right in the nose. Yeah, because I mean, good grief, somebody's hitting you and spitting on you and yelling at you because you're trying to eat a lunch or a meal and you're already stressed. First of all, think about it. You're already in a container, you know, you know, in an airplane, which is basically a sealed container at 30,000, 40,000 feet traveling from Orlando or Tampa to Atlanta. She's probably on a connecting flight back to L.A. She's probably raised a super hardcore liberal, maybe lesbian. Who knows what she is? I don't know. Just asking. Just putting that out there. And all of a sudden, she's used to getting her way by screaming and yelling and pitching fits. Suddenly, the guy didn't want to comply with her. And all of a sudden, she has to scream and yell and pitch a fit. And the irony of all of it to me, Austin, was the fact that she was sitting there screaming and yelling with her mask pulled out so everybody who was videotaping her could get a really good view of her face. That's what thing that bothered me. It's almost like it was set up for a TikTok experience for social media. Remember back in the old days? You don't always hear it at the football games so until they finally stopped doing it. Well, Dr. Jones, please call his office immediately. Patient for you in the emergency room. Dr. Jones, call your office immediately. This was back in the 60s and 70s. And Dr. Jones' his name just got sent out to 20, 30, 40,000 people at a football game. Saw it all the time. You know, because finally they stopped doing it because they were actually using that to market themselves. To the local community, is there's a Dr. Jones who works in the emergency room? Let's ask for Dr. Jones. We've heard his name. We see this. So was this Karen, this Jezebel? I hate to use the name Karen because I've got a friend who's a Karen. It's a really good person. But was this person really going out and being a complete and total nightmare on purpose because she wanted to get the publicity on TikTok and now certainly with Fox? Has she's already been arrested with a supposedly a DUI last month? She's already got her dog on. She's already on restriction away from alcohol. So is she a drunk? Will she be hunted as a young lady? Was she pass around from man to man? I'm asking these questions. I'm making these accusations. She's a playboy model in Baywatch. Did she get tossed around on the director's couch? I don't know. I'm just asking that question. Does she hate men? I don't know. But there's some kind of issue with her. Either she's doing this for a publicity stunt or she's really whacked out. And They're saying that she has to be on certain medications or on the plane. Wow. So what is she on? What kind of meds is she on? Is she on is she on an abuse? Is she an alcoholic? I don't know. I'm asking all of these questions. But I will say one thing: <laughs> the ex-playboy model and Baywatch lady who whacked the guy on the plane got the first 10 minutes of the Ted Norsen Broward show today. So if that was her intent to get everybody talking about her, she's done that. Or it could have just been basically she was. Being psychotic, and she was off her meds, and she was some type of a delusional, paranoid, schizophrenic, and basically wanted to force everybody's, you know, to do her will. I don't know. But to me, guys, be careful. It's like Austin said you get on an airplane, just be careful. It's dangerous now on airplanes. And I feel sorry for flight attendants. Imagine the flight attendants dealing with this. If only some big black guy was so funny, grabs her by body, arms, literally almost picks her up, and carries her to the back of the plane. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Guys, listen to me. Be really, really careful, you know, how you deal with people. Because remember, if this lady had not been on an airplane, she could have been armed. And she could have shot the old guy. Or the old guy could have shot her. This is Florida. This is the whole wild, wild west. we got millions of people that are carrying guns. I mean, think about it. Just a few years ago, in a movie theater here, we had some old guys, some ex-cop, who was watching a movie theater, some guy behind him started picking on him and saying stuff to him and starts hitting him with the back of the head with popcorn and the old guy stands up and kills the guy, and shoots him. So, you know, be careful when you come to Florida. People are armed down here. It's like it's like Pat like a Grady Judge said. He said, Leave people alone in Polk County and in Florida. Everybody carries guns here, just leave everybody alone. The guy's trying to eat a meal. He doesn't want to wear a mask while he's eating a meal. Why did she have to go berserk? I don't know. Maybe she just loons. What do you think, Oz?
0: <laughs> oh, I think this happened in a lot of places with a lot of people. I think a lot of people are just completely and totally losing their mind. And we've seen it now over the last two years and I personally think this is the exact goal of what they wanted to have happen. Chaos and confusion. And the same thing, its the, everything's turned into theater. Exactly what the CEO of that airline company said yesterday he said dude wearing mask on a plane is absolutely ludicrous ludicrous wearing a little cotton mask over your mouth and you can take it down while you're eating and drinking it's all about Obedience training. That's the same thing that they've done to the children in the school systems in a lot of these states now. They're masking them back up again, masking them back up. It's about obedience training. It's about teaching them to follow orders, don't ask questions, keep your head down, keep your muzzle on, stay six feet apart, and do not question the narrative. They're raising up a next generation of complete and total following morons. And I'm not speaking about kids specifically, I'm saying just in general. That's what they're doing. And now we're seeing. People like this lady, completely nuts. Now they're showing now a new recent study is showing that lockdown policies and mask, uh, mask mandates are creating a generation of children who exhibit lower IQs and signs of social brain damage, according to the Clinical Psychiatrist for Children and Adolescents, Dr. Mark McDonald cited a study by Brown University and found that children born during the pandemic have had significantly reduced verbal, motor, and overall cognitive performance compared to children born pre-pandemic during an interview that he just had. He said the mask, the Zoom schools, the lockdown mandates have all led to a deprivation overall of social contact and not being able to see faces and being stuck at home all the time. and It's actually caused brain damage to the youngsters. And it's exactly right. He talks about it. He said, Think about what most of these parents did that were complete and total loons. And they had children now. And these children are almost you know, two years old, some are three years old, right around the same thing. And these kids now have never known anything other than seeing everybody with masks on all the time. Think about it. Think about, think about that for a second. You're, you're born, you know, say, in 2019, right at the end of 2019, mid-2019. You're an infant. Now you've grown up the last two and a half years, and you've never seen your parents without a mask on. You've never gone anywhere and not seen anybody without a mask on. You've never seen somebody smile. You've never seen somebody say, I love you. You've never seen what that looks like on their lips. You've never seen facial expressions. Now you're two, three, four years old now. You literally have no recognition of seeing faces. Do you understand what that does from a psychological standpoint? That's absolutely atrocious. And again, it's getting worse, and you're going to see these kids in some of these states. It's going to go on further and further and further, more years, more mass mandates, more moronic behavior until they're five years old, and then they can start being injected. Well, shoot, right now, Moderna and Pfizer are working on trying to get it approved for six-month-olds. So you're going to have these children that literally w- were born into nothing more than COVID shots and mass mandates, and nothing was normal in society. And we're expecting them to act like they're going to be the next generation that's going to be positive influence in the United States? I beg to differ. This is going to be an absolute abysmal failure. You're going to have probably the worst generation we've ever seen in recorded history. And yet nobody wants to address that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody just wants to keep going down the road and put their mask on. I talked to somebody the other day in passing, and they were talking about going somewhere for New Year's. And I said, well, where are you going? Oh, we're going. It was like Tennessee or Virginia or something. I said, are you driving up there? "Oh no, we're flying. I said, you going to fly up there. I said, we're well, he's going to deal with wearing a mask. And going, well, it's not a big of a deal. Everybody just wears a mask. you, know, you got to do a test to get on the plane. And then when we get back, we got to test to get back on the plane. And it is what it is. It's just part of it. It's part of it. Part of it. Part of it. Part of what? Why, what part of what, what normal is this we're supposed to be part of? What part of this are we supposed to be okay with? What part of this is supposed to be the new normal? No. I beg to differ strongly. This is it part of it. This is the new world order that they're trying to force upon everybody, and so many people are taking it without even blinking. They're just saying, "Hey, I'll go on with it." The research is showing the IQ scores, the social, the social functioning is completely and totally through the floor now with the next generation. And then on top of that, you got this school system now, especially in these states like California. Luckily in Florida, not luckily, but a lot of hard work and push. A lot of grinding, a lot of fighting, a lot of meetings down here with with the school board. Down in California, as I've said repeatedly, this entire push for the transgenderism is all about normalizing pedophilia with these young kids. And parents of a 12-year-old public school student are now making their voices heard after it was discovered that the child was being brainwashed and groomed by teachers to essentially not only accept transgenderism, but actually embrace it. An attempt to normalize this pedophilia now that we've been seeing that teachers at Spreckel's Union School District, North, North Salinas, California, prevented sexual propaganda to a 12 year old. They were trying to do is basically teach her that, you know, the transgender movement, the LGBTQRS T U Z I don't know how many letters they're going to keep adding on to it. I guess what they feel like next week. I'm sure P is going to be in there pretty soon. And, They were coaching the girl to adopt this trans identity behind her parents' back. The school said she even could change her name and gender pronouns without telling her parents that anything happened. And they would basically respect it and change her name in the school system. And they would start calling her by a different name if she wanted to transition over. Once the parents found out about this, they expressed how unbelievably irate they were and how it wasn't okay. The teachers called Child Protective Services. They called CPS. The same teacher alleged that the girl needed to be taken away from their parents because the parents refused to use her correct pronouns. Later on in their own defense, the two teachers apparently claimed that it was all an accidental mistake and that you know, we, didn't, we didn't mean anything by it. It was just a confusion. And again, it's continually getting worse, getting worse, getting worse, getting worse. The parents have not stopped down from this now. They're, they're pushing back. They need to. But guys, this is a war for the young children. Us grown adults now pretty much already know the gig. We already know. But like I said, what about these young kids? They've never really seen faces. that have never really heard any truth. that don't know anything about U.S. history. They don't teach that at school at all anymore. I mean, they don't teach nothing about history, sad as that is. And now we're seeing it progress further and further and further to now where these school systems are simply doctrination camps for the communist Marxist agenda. They're teaching them everything they need to know about transgenderism, everything they need to know about common core, everything they need to know about critical race theory, and nothing that they need to know about the United States Constitution, thus being a republic. Zero. It's not coincidence. Again, that's why the entire thing is staged. It's all theater in order to produce the next generation that's going to be mindlessly following them, and they'll drop into the meta and they'll basically go in this new virtual world because it'll, anything's going to be better than what they live in, what they're doing. You're going to put your contact lenses in or you're going to put your VR you know glasses on, and you're going to go into the meta. That's I mean, there's, there's what I found the other day. I talked to my my brother-in-law, Mark. He said there's already people that are selling real estate in the meta universe. This whole, this whole virtual reality thing they're building. I didn't know that much about it. I was reading about it at first, but apparently – This whole thing is being poised to be a full-blown matrix system. I mean that literally. It's a matrix system you're going to tap into and you're going to have your little social outlet on the meta. You're basically going to run around and have real estate and buy cars and build things and do whatever you want. Literally anything you want in the meta universe. And it's going to be this virtual reality that you live in. It's literally going to be the matrix Well, I guess you sit on the couch and urinate and defecate on yourself all day or just whatever they're planning on doing. You're just going to plug into a system all day long. You're just going to sit there. We've already seen it now with the video games in the last two generations with the generation of kids now that grew up almost solely with video games their entire life. You've seen what that's doing. That's where they're taking this now. and That's the overall goal, and that's essentially what it goes back to with Schwab with the World Economic Forum where he says you'll own nothing and you'll like it. That's pretty much where they're starting to take this. As long as you can stay in your dopamine triggered meta universe and you can keep your VR goggles on, I guess after long enough, the amount of dopamine you're gonna trigger and the amount of, you know, demand and addiction you're gonna have to that, as long as you can able to go in the meta, you're not gonna care about anything and you won't technically own anything. It'll all just be this giant illusion. Is that where they're taking it? Is that where they're trying to change everybody's DNA with this gene therapy? that why they're coming out now with this new nanotechnology injection that the army just worked on with DARPA basically to come combats every single variant from COVID and every SARS variant. I mean, really that's, that's really what they've designed now. Yeah, that's what they're working on This is what they're going to continue to keep pushing. As long as people follow the norm and keep their head down and don't ask questions, it's not going to stop whatsoever. So again, Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for spreading the truth. And thank you for standing up for your convictions and continuing to fight the fight, especially, if not for anybody, for these young kids that don't have a voice. That's why we did that with the school board months ago and went in there and gotten that huge altercation when they had all the parents come in. And we basically got our three minutes up there and stood, stood our ground and said what we said. Dad called out cultural Marxism and critical race theory and all the other things we're seeing. Because nobody's standing up for these children, and that's horrific. And quite frankly, it makes you complicit. If you're not standing up for these children, then you're pretty much involved in what's happening to them, is my opinion. So continue to keep up the fight and stand your ground as much as you can. What do you think, Dan? Well, it's a fight.
1: I mean, we, we let nobody pretend like it's not a fight. This is a fight. This is a fight for the very heart and souls and the minds of the children and the people on this planet. And, you know, and yes, they want us to go into a metaverse. You know, you look at it matrix, you know, and they were hooked into a cubicle and they were like in a fluid solution. And they had all these tubes tied into them to give them oxygen and food. And they lived in a virtual reality. Are they going to develop chairs now that you poop in the chair and you basically urinate in the chair? Are they going to hook a IV to you for nutrients while you sit in the metaverse so you don't have to leave the metaverse? You stay in it all the time because you decided you're going to be Batman or Superman or Or, you know, Thor or an Avenger in this metaverse, and you're going to live in this alternative reality driving around in, in Lamborghinis and flying helicopters and piloting submarines and all the stuff that people like to do or want to do or thought about doing once in their life. And so you'll have this entire life available to you. That's going to be a virtual reality. You know, we saw that in that movie with Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock years ago, when he was basically in cryo-freeze for years and years and years. He came out 100 years later, and then they were going to have relations, and they put on these goggles and go into their little world. And he's going, what the heck is all this about? You know, and so this is where we're going to go, I guess. I guess is what Klaus Schwab wants us to do. And it's crazy. I mean, think about it for a second. These young children, you know, being a teenager is already the pits. It It was the pits. I can say that when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, it was just absolutely awful. Now, a lot of you don't feel that way. You had different lives. You may have been homeschooled or whatever, but I was in the secular school system. And, it's again, when you learn about all the bullies and all the other crazy weird people that are out there, you know, that basically don't really care what you think. I used to tell Austin that when he was young. He was 12, 13 years old. And, and I finally said to him, I said, you don't understand, son. The majority of the people out there who are not your family, who don't love you, they don't care about you. It's just a joke to them. They'll drag you into a ditch and make fun of you. They don't care. And finally, Austin got it. He said, you know, Dad, you're right. They don't care. I said, I know they don't care. And once you get that through your head, that's why when we're in the body of Christ together like we are and we're Christians and we care one another, Jesus said, they'll know that you are my disciples because you love one another. And these young children that are being raised without Jesus, who are being brought into these school systems and being taught they're transgenders when they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 years old and being given certain pronouns by the teachers to make sure they know they're transgenders. And they go home and the parent says no, and the Department of Family Services are called on the parents because, you know, these teachers have been promoting transgenderism to these children. This is just the world that we live in right now. This is the group of people that runs the planet. They're all a bunch of Kabbalists. They're all a bunch of Luciferians they are all a bunch of people who basically worship a snake in a tree who's an hermaphrodite. they want everybody to hermaphroditic. I mean I remember years ago when the kids were at this place in late Winter Haven it's called all Saints University, all Saints, all Saints school or whatever it was and they were like I started they started in the school when they were like in kindergarten and I think Harris went through fourth grade and finally they started promoting Kwanzaa. this is that the, the African holiday that never existed before like 1966. And they were told there's been centuries old tradition in Africa. It was a total lie. Most Africans that I know that are in Africa, we've been over there before multiple times. They worship Jesus on Christmas. They don't worship some a mess. And you know, and then they see these people like Lori Lightfoot, that lizard weirdo dwarf from Chicago, that hardcore liberal lesbian who lets everybody get shot at will in her city. They allow, you know, they allow her to be in a situation where she's the one who's dictating the reality of chicago right now and the sad part about this is is why haven't they done a recall election on her why haven't they gotten rid of her i know mancat was continually hammering her you know on you know on social media and on his radio talk show and and basically end up he ends up getting taken off the air she's still mayor the daily mail came out with an article that says is this this s saturday night live skit Lori Lightfoot and her wife are ridiculed for wishing Chicago a joyous Kwanzaa, the African-American celebration founded in 1966 by a black nationalist who was convicted of torture. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those shows today, guys. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot was slammed on Twitter because of Kwanzaa. Lightfoot promoted the holiday's seven principles, saying they guide us to unity and cooperation with our neighbors. I guess as they kill each other in Chicago. The couple, which is just another gay, lesbian, weirdo, transgender, just disgusting mess, was slammed by social media users, citing the ravaging crime in Chicago and how Lightfoot has allegedly failed as a leader. And She's a dummy. She has no brain. Others noted the holiday was a centuries-old tradition that was founded in 1966 by black nationalist Dr. Malania Karinga, who was later convicted of torture. I'm going to repeat that. Centuries-old tradition that was founded in 1966. In other words, it's something this whackbag bag discovered, or decided he's going to start promoting. And, and so I, I looked him up. I looked him up. Let me just read you this. Uh, he's. A, it says this guy's a criminal loon who allegedly tortured naked women with a karate baton and a toaster. Of course, it had to be a toaster, right? At Christmas, <laughs> at Christmas time in America, you'll know what it means. It's almost Kwanzaa. It's also the season where public school class classrooms across the fruited plain of printed avoided publicly avoided Christmas. And now they're talking about Kwanzaa in holidays, which aren't even Christmas (laughs) as a public service. The daily call is once again here. And they're saying the creator of Kwanzaa is Maulana Keringa, 70 year old, 77 year old professor of African studies at California state university. Of course he is. His real name is Ronald Everett. He was born in rural Maryland. He's the 14th child of a sharecropping Baptist minister. In 1971, he was convicted for brutally torturing two naked women. The weapons of torture, including a soldering iron, a, a, soldering iron, a vice, and of course, a, a toaster. And the, the women were members of Karanga's ultra-radical paramilitary black nationalist cult called the U.S. Organization, which went by the acronym U.S., according to basically stories. Investigators said the women were held at gunpoint, forced to disrobe, and beaten. This is the guy who started Kwanzaa, guys. Deborah Jones, who was once given the Swahili title of African Queen, said that she and Gail Davis were whipped with electrical cord and beaten with a karate baton after being ordered to remove their clothes. They, 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 Kuranga tortured Jones and Davis with the help of other members of his cult because he believed the torture victims were using magic crystals to assassinate him on behalf of his enemies. <laughs> These guys are all nuts. Why are they in this cult to start with? The victim said they were living at Karanga's home when Karango accused them of trying to kill him by placing crystals in his food and in his water in various areas of his house. I mean, this just goes, This is the guy who started <laughs> – I'm sorry, I'm laughing – who started Kwanzaa. A psychiatrist examined Karinga in 1971 concluded he was insane. A sentencing hearing transcript shows that the unidentified psychiatrist believed that the founder of Kwanzaa was both paranoid and schizophrenic. Judge Arthur L. Alacron ordered Kwanzaa to, uh, Koringa to undergo medical testing to determine whether Koringa had been so deteriorated mentally that he was a threat to society. The judge read from the psychiatrist's report in the court on September 1971. And, you know, according to the Front Life magazine report, since his admission here, he's been isolated, has been establishing, is exhibiting bizarre behavior, such as staring at the wall, talking to imaginary persons, claiming that he was attacked by dive bombers, and that his attorney was in the next cell. And the psychiatrist report said in the part, during part of the interview, he would look around as if reacted to hallucinations. And when the examiner walked away for a moment, he began a conversation with a blanket located on his bed. This is the guy who started Kwan's. He talks to blankets. The guy's a nut. But yet, you know, he's teaching African studies out there in California <laughs> He's a professor, you know. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with African studies, but Kwanzaa ain't part of that. OK, that was made up by this loon who decided to kind of go against Jesus Christ's quote, quote, unquote, the white man's Christmas. Remember what Muhammad Ali said, because he got all wrapped up in this weird, crazy stuff in the 60s, too. And he goes, I'm going to I'm going to believe in Muhammad. I'm not going to believe in the white man's Jesus anymore or something like that. I'm paraphrasing him. But the point is this. Don't allow yourself to not have a relationship with the creator of the universe, because some loon tells you that Kwanzaa or Jesus was white or whatever. Who cares? I mean, What color? Jesus was born into a Jewish family. Now, we don't really know what color he was. We don't. It's not really recorded. All we know is he's he's exact image of God the Father. You know, that's who he was. He was exact replication of God the Father as was Adam. So remember that. He came for all nations, not just for the Jews. He came for the Gentiles. He came for everybody on this planet to accept him through a blood covenant that he was going to give them through the cross to have a relationship with god the father that's what christianity is all about and we get when we get wrapped up in cults and weirdos like this guy who started kwanzaa you know we've got to realize that you know it just doesn't have to be that complicated years ago i was on the back porch here at the house and i had a friend of mine his name was Jurgen. he's he's dead now and he passed away a few years ago and he had another friend with him and he was here and his name was gunter they were both german and Gunter was telling me how Jesus Christ, and he was going into this whole detail about the universe and interdimensional, and it, it was crazy. He made it all so complicated; it was ridiculous. And finally, and he wasn't—he was not a Christian, but he believed in Jesus. Very strange man, very highly intellectual, but completely and He had read himself crazy. And I remember I was talking to him, and I said, you know, dude, I said, why do you have to make it so complicated? God built the universe. Human beings basically decided they didn't want to follow God. They rebelled. They got all wrapped up with another entity that God had created, you know, millennial before that, who knows how long how old Lucifer is. And they started following the evil teachings of him. God sent Jesus Christ, his only son, in his own image to reconcile the world back to him. And he did so by dying on a cross and sacrificing himself for all of us so that we can all now have a relationship with Jesus. That's it. End of story. That's all you accept Christ, and it's over with. And he said, say, oh, he's talking about this this planetoid and this planetoid, and he's just going up this Venus system, that system. And I said, why do you make it so stinking complicated? Nobody can even follow your line of reasoning. And I remember Gunther was telling me all this, and Jürgen just started laughing because Jürgen had accepted Christ. I'd taken him to the center prayer a few years earlier, and he goes, he looked at Gunther and goes, you know, Gunther, you are making this really complicated. It's just not that big of a complication. But it really is that simple when you accept Christ. And it really doesn't have to be complicated. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. That's as simple as it gets. But, guys, listen to me. Don't allow these people, especially in the school system, that you're listening in California. Guys, between me and you, if I was in California and I was in the school system, I'd find a way to homeschool my children. Just, just, as, a, just as a heads up for you guys. In fact, I'd probably leave that state. In fact, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people leaving California on a regular basis coming to free states like Texas and California, you know, and, and, and Florida. And so if you can get out, just escape, you know, last man out of L.A., I guess, just escape and just get out of there and get your family somewhere else into a more conservative area. If you can't do that then homeschool the children and be very, very careful who they associate with and be very careful what you allow them to see on their iPads or iPhones or their computers. And listen to me, friends. Unless a child is driving, a teenager is driving, and they're 16 years old, they really don't need a telephone where they can sit around in their room and go through your, basically, how should you say, if you put filters on the thing, get the filters turned off. These guys and these kids are pretty smart. They know a lot more about these phones than you do in most cases. And if you put filters on them... They'll find ways of using different search engines to get around those filters. Just letting you know that. Be very, very careful with your children to protect what they see online because, guys, when they're young and they start looking at this stuff, it really starts affecting their mental development. It really does. And being a teenager, as we mentioned earlier, is already tough enough. They don't need to have to be dealing with pornography and all kinds of weird perversion online. And they sure don't have to be looking at Lori Lightfoot, and her lesbian weirdo husband, whatever the heck they are. They don't need to be seeing stuff like that. Really, really important. Protect your children, especially when they're in a theta brainwave state from like the ages of four to around eight. Because at that point, they have no filter. Whatever you tell them, they believe. Very, very dangerous at that point to allow them to be exposed to cultural Marxism. Austin, what do you think, about what's your next story?
0: You're exactly right. And I mean, the more and more that we continue seeing it, it's becoming more evident on how aggressive the agenda is and how it's not going to let up. The only way it lets up is if we keep pushing back. And like you said, in some cases, there is no resolving with them. You just simply have to pull them out of that education system. It's just, I mean, it's just, some some places, they're, they're failed. They're failed states. And you know, I'm not picking on people who live in California, but the states, it's a failed state overall. I mean, it can't function without hundreds of billions of dollars in federal aid every single year because it's completely and totally just out of control. And when you see states like that, it makes you kind of chuckle, not in a funny standpoint, but in an ironic standpoint, because they want to talk about how the left agenda is so successful and they're so progressive and they do all these things great. And you pretty much look at every single state that's hardcore left. It's an utter failure right now, it's a complete failure. I mean, New York, I mean, it's like mass exodus from New York. I heard somebody the other day they're texting me up. That I knew and they said that basically their whole family's like trying to move down to Florida from New Jersey now they're all trying to leave somebody else sent me an email the other day they were basically in another state up in New York they're trying to move down to Florida another guy that I know that works with a big company out in Utah that basically does um, the uh, a lot of manufacturing he basically said he's coming down to Florida in a couple of weeks and he wants to basically he's looking at real estate with his wife That's all good and great, but the problem with it is, and I've said this repeatedly, everybody that's moving down here needs to be very, very candid with us in the fact that if you're going to move here, you need to support Florida for being Florida, and you need to keep Florida, Florida. This whole progressive mindset where they want to run around with some of these liberals and move to certain areas and completely and totally turn them into liberal hellholes, that's not okay down here. You know, They've done that to Denver and Colorado now. Look, Colorado used to be unbelievably awesome state. Beautiful weather, great, t- you know, as far as geography, the way it's set up, you know, the mountains and everything. It was beautiful, beautiful. And then what happened was everybody started moving out of California because California has turned into a failed state, and they decided to move to Colorado. And now that place is turned into a complete and total liberal nightmare. Same thing's happening in Texas now, in cities like Austin. I mean, it's complete and total liberal hellhole. This is what happens when you let progressivists come in and you let cultural Marxism come in, and you let communism come in and you start teaching at the schools because it doesn't happen overnight. These clowns that move here that move to these states they don't it doesn't it's not like they move there and the next day everything's going complete and totally sideways with communism. It's not like that at all. It's very, very slowly. They start implementing their own new ideas. They start pushing their Marxism. They start voting the way they did before. They start getting people in city commission positions and county commissioning positions and state positions that basically start pushing more and more of the agenda. And they do a very, very effective job at what they do. And that's to subvert the entire culture. And that's why there is no compromising with them anymore. As Christians, a lot of times... We kind of want to take a step back and say, listen, you know, I don't want to basically have any issues with them. I'm trying to be, you know, you know, basically a a respectful person. I don't want to have any conflict. I'm just going to kind of, you know, let them be. And the libertarian approach is the same way. The problem with it is when you start realizing that some of these individuals, you can't keep letting them push it and inch it forward and forward and forward because they won't stop. It doesn't matter if you say, well, this is the line that we need to stop at. They'll step right over the line and say, oh no. I'm a communist. I don't follow your line. I will not listen to your line. Well, your attitude needs to be right back. We will not tolerate any of your agenda. We will not tolerate any of your ideology. If you want to maintain that ideology, go somewhere else, but don't move beside me. That's pretty much where you have to be now with a lot of this, because as we've seen, they don't understand freedom and they don't understand constitutional republic. They only understand communism. And when you start understanding that that's what these people live and breathe every day, you realize really fast that there is no satisfying their bloodlust and satisfying their control. They will continue to push it, and that's why we've seen so much stuff going on now with this COVID agenda, with individuals that have gotten this this newfound sense of purpose. They run around and fight with people for not wearing masks. I mean, completely, totally erroneous. And as we see now, more and more, it's going to get worse the longer they keep pushing this agenda. Also, too, in other news – this is interesting – You know, uh, last week the FDA authorized the much-hyped antiviral treatment for COVID, you know, right before Christmas. Merck's um, Monopavir and Pfizer's Paxilovid, almost immediately after first data was released, critics were questioning the drug safety profile. Remember, this, this drug had like two months of clinical trials again. This is another another oral drug now that's going to be stacked with the COVID injection. I'm not joking. And I told you guys repeatedly about how this is something that has had zero long term research. A lot of people said it was reformulated ivermectin. Apparently it's starting to appear now that it's much, much different than ivermectin and the fact that it's very, very toxic. And as we're starting to see this new pill that everybody needs to be taking it's going to be seven hundred dollars per treatment. We're now seeing the reports that the medication is now requiring careful monitoring by prescribing doctors. They're saying this could create problems and make doctors more reluctant to prescribe the meds because the drug apparently only, but the FDA give emergency approval to treat mild to moderate COVID as young as people as 12 with who have underlying conditions that raise the risk of hospitalizations and treatment. That's the only reason that, FDA approved this. Unfortunately, both Pfizer's and Merck's drug come with serious drawbacks. The biggest being that they can cause life-threatening reactions when used with medications like statins, blood thinners, and antidepressants. Did you just hear what I said? They can have life-threatening reactions combined with statins, blood thinners, and antidepressants. Now, is it just coincidental that statins Blood thinners and antidepressants are some of the top of the list most commonly used prescription drugs in the entire country. Statins being like the number one drug in the entire country. Antidepressants are right underneath that. And now we're saying if you stack this drug with those other drugs that basically they could kill you? Yeah, it's exactly what they're saying here. They're saying that the FDA doesn't recommend people – doesn't recommend people take Paxlovid if they've had any type of liver or kidney problems. Oh, here we go now, guys. Oh, do you you see where this is going? We got an oral remdesivir, so to speak, coming right up. Can't take it with any medications like blood thinners or statins or it kills you. Can't take it if you've ever had any liver or kidney problems, which the vast majority of Americans have had some of those at some point, especially if they've been on large amounts of pharmaceutical drugs. And now we're saying that essentially this cocktail consists of two tablets of the antiviral drugs that has long been used in HIV regimens and then stacks it with another uh, ritovar, which suppresses a key liver enzyme. This stuff, guys, the more I keep reading about it, some of the potential interactions are not trivial, and they basically can be life-threatening, they're saying here, said Peter Anderson, a pharmaceutical scientist. Imagine that! Imagine that. So the shot isn't going to kill people fast enough so they want to have everybody go on the pill that now is pretty much, in my opinion, from what they're simply telling you here, if you take it with pretty much any other common drugs like blood thinners or antidepressants, it's going to kill you. If you've ever had liver or kidney issues, it's probably going to blow those out as well. Because remember, usually antivirals are very, very hard on the liver and the kidneys, hence remdesivir knocking out most people within three to five days of being on it. That's intravenous. This is pill. This is going to go right in the gut, right through the liver and digest, and you've got to be on it for two weeks. Remember, this pill also, it's for a virus that has a 99.997% survival rate in healthy individuals in the United States. Just remember that key fact. This is not coincidence at all. The very fact that this rolled out, right before Christmas and got authorized for emergency use by the FDA shows, I think everybody very, very clearly what the agenda is for the following next year, 2022 dad, what do you think?
1: Well, the agenda is just going to continue to tighten up based on the Kabbalist wishes. I mean, right now, Fauci, you know, this career criminal that basically is just totally bought and paid for by big pharma is probably a billionaire is now saying that he wants vaccine requirements for domestic air travel. He's pushing that now. And you know, with his ability to get things through the Biden administration or the Trump administration either one because they're same they're cut from the same cloth, he's probably gonna get that. You know, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease directed Fauci said that basically on ABC this week that they'd be pleased with vaccination requirements for domestic air travel. Guest host John Carl said there is no vaccine requirement for domestic air travel in the United States. When the president was asked, would there should there be one? He said his team, he said, has said that it is not necessary at this point. However, Fauci is saying that it is necessary. There should be a vaccine requirement. So, I mean, think about that for a second. That means are you not going to be able to get on a domestic flight unless you show your papers? You said that would be your Chinese credit score, right? Make sure you're a good peasant. That you've been vaccinated with a kill shot and spike proteins, and now you're gonna to have to take this Remdesivir wannabe oral product? Are you gonna to to be taking all that stuff just to get on the airplane? But they start requiring certain medical procedures to be done to you against your will to allow you to travel freely and unmolested in your way. When is the American population gonna say enough? When are they gonna say Genook, which is a German term for enough? When are they gonna say Gnook? We've had enough of this. Genook. It's time, guys. We've all gotta say Genook together. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. You guys are amazing to me, and the opportunity to pray for you again today. And you no, know, today's show is a little bit different. I guess we threw a little bit of humor into it. But guys, listen to me. Sometimes you gotta do a little bit of humor with stuff. I love you, and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your support. Thank you for getting your supplements from Health Masters and your toothpaste and your deodorants and all the other stuff. You guys are amazing. Austin, awesome. finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Yes, and again, continue to keep spreading the truth about what's really going on. If this drug really starts getting prescribed and they start mass pushing this product, which apparently they're making like allegedly millions of doses, again, out of nowhere, popping out with millions and millions of doses of this new drug, this new oral, you know, COVID pill. I personally think this stuff's going to start being handed out, distributed like candy next year. The way they're doing this push with all these stupid tests with everybody, the cases are up, the cases are up. I'm like, oh my gosh, shut up. Just get over it already. Realize people are going to get sick. Some people aren't even sick. Some people are carrying it and aren't even sick. Some people are fully immune to it and aren't even sick. Some people just get flat out sick. Get over it. Life happens now. Keep your immune system strong. Keep your head clear. Exercise. Drink adequate water and continue to keep your mind right. Thank you for the support, my friends. Be sure to check out Health Masters if you need anything. The product of the week, the zinc glycinate. You guys know it well. Great product and very, very important for the immune system. Product of the week, top seller right now, on sale through tomorrow. Be sure to check it out and vote for what you want to see when tomorrow as well. Thank you again, my friends. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.